Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, May 1st, 2021. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to dive right into a 10-game NBA slate that will all take place this evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, here at Coach Talk, we'll be offering a main slate that will cover all 10 games and then we'll also jump back in with an after-hour slate uh, that's the two late games. So we would love to have you join us. Uh, jump on in, dfscoachtalk.com, um, and we'll, we'll get you in there. You can choose one of our memberships. We have a three-day pass that will uh, for $10 that will get you through the entire weekend and Monday as well. And uh, lots of moving parts. You'll see there's tons of basketball news here. I mean, it's almost getting to be ridiculous how much basketball news is actually uh, changing every day. I mean, 50-plus guys either in or out uh, on, a, on a daily basis, which is, is really unusual. So it, it is absolutely imperative that uh, we follow the news throughout the day and even through the slate. So... Whether you're a member or not, if you're going to play NBA DFS, you need to have access to the news throughout the day, before the first lock, and then throughout the evening. I mean, it is, it's an investment of time, but it is the way to win in DFS uh, NBA right now. I've, you know, I've been doing this for six and a half years, and I can't remember a stretch where there was this much movement. Usually the last maybe four or five games of the season max, uh, at the end you'll get some craziness, but not quite to the level that this is. And we still have, teams have about a dozen games left. So it is going to be a wild, bumpy ride. But as I tell all of our members at Coach Talk, it gives us a big edge because we're following that news. We have a team uh, that's, you know, watching every single post of moves, who's in, who's out, who's on a minutes restriction, et cetera. And we're going to pass that on to you. So jump in Discord with us, dfscoachtalk.com. All right, let's dive in. We're going to go through these games. I'm going to give you a good feel for them and the news and, and everything. But as far as uh, giving you strong picks, uh, a lot of these games just have too many moving parts that haven't been decided yet. So, uh, you know, we will be posting some stuff on Twitter with our top buy-ups and our best value plays. Uh, but that'll be later this afternoon because we need all this news to drop in order to give you really good information. I mean, if if I'm saying lock somebody in and there's five guys in that game, you know, that could be in or out either from the offensive or defensive side, it's strictly going to affect uh, that game. So this will be great step one in preparing your lineup today. I think you can get some good skeleton lineups set up, get them, uh, you know, held in there, which I always, always recommend uh, going in early, get them set, and then making those changes later when it gets crunch time. All right, again, first game, 7 o'clock, Detroit. Pistons at the Charlotte Hornets. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me call up that one screen. The Pistons right now are 19 and 44. Charlotte is 30 and 32. And here's the news in this one. Out for Detroit, Grant, Okafor, Ellington, Joseph. Questionable for Detroit, um, Diallo. So 
all kinds of news shifting around minutes on that team. Uh, the big news of the day, really, LaMelo Ball is questionable. He may be back for Charlotte after that wrist, uh, you know, breaking his wrist was supposed to end his season. Uh, tremendously quick turnaround. And uh, he is back in the mix tonight, possibly. So we need to confirm that. Um, Plumley is out. Uh, so it's certainly Isaiah Stewart's season. Again, you know, I'm a big fan of his. And uh, Monk is now questionable. So that changes the guard rotation there uh, as well. Um, Det- uh, Charlotte's on the first night of a back-to-back. Uh, Detroit, it's an island game for them. So I don't know why half their team is out. Uh, as far as the, the line, it's Charlotte minus seven with just a paltry 214. Uh, from pace standpoint, not great, 22 and 19. Defense, a little below average, 16 and 20. Certainly not a target game uh, as far as expecting uh, numbers to blow up for you. But because of all of the guys out for Detroit, I think, you know, the Isaiah Stewart's, the Sadiq Bays, maybe the Killian Hayes, Josh Jackson, you can consider all of those guys because they are shorthanded and could get some big run. Charlotte's not the best defensive team by any stretch, below average, actually. Uh, so, you know, having a, a Detroit guy or two as just a, a super value play in a spot where they're going to get big minutes is not a bad play. On the Charlotte side, just way too much to find out yet. You know, we need to know about Monk and Ball specifically. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll just have to take it from there. Right now, I'm not looking to pay up uh, for anybody on the Charlotte side. All right, we go to game two. 7.30 Eastern, it is Golden State at 31-32 and 32 against the Houston Rockets at 16-47. and 47. Uh, The line, uh, first of all, Houston's on the first night of a back-to-back. It's an island game for Golden State. Not sure if that matters that much with Houston at this point since they're playing all young guys anyway. But we have a big fat number here. It is Golden State minus eight, but it's 232 and a half. And uh, interesting to see how our man Porter will, will do after dropping a 50 real point game. Hard to believe. Um, you know, some good news here is they're the second and sixth fastest teams in the league pace wise. So that gives you a big highlighter mark on that one. And from the um, defensive efficiency, Golden State ninth, not bad at all. Houston down to 25th and falling. We do have news from this game as well. We've got Oubre questionable, Draymond Green questionable, and Pascal out. So based on those two, you know, the news of that could make Curry and Wiggins and Bazemore all very, very uh, highly in play here. Even two of the three may be a good move. And Curry as a buy-up against this Houston team is is certainly uh, a pretty good play. If Houston can keep it close enough and Vegas only has it at eight, I think this could be one of those wacky games for Curry where he really goes off. Um, but I do like some of the other guys for the Warriors with them being shorthanded if that's how it plays out. On the Houston side, House is out and Avery Bradley is questionable. So you've got your your normal guys there that you know we've been focusing on, Kevin Porter Jr. specifically. Uh, Wood is a good play if Draymond is out. Uh, Kelly Olynyk's been very steady, and but his price has gone up. 
And Jayshon Tate has been surprisingly good, but I think he and Baysmore will be battling a little bit, so I'm not going to go that direction. All right, game three, 8 p.m. Eastern. Chicago Bulls at 26 and 37. Atlanta Hawks, 34 and 30. Um, You've got both teams on the second night of a back-to-back. So, you know, we could see some shifting of minutes here. Certainly need the the news because we had a lot of guys that came back from injury last night in this game. So we've got to we've got to watch this one closely. We've got, uh, you know, on the Chicago side, Levine remains out and Markinen and Brown questionable. So, uh, you know, we need definitely to confirm that those guys are all in. Atlanta's even more confusing. Um, right now they have uh, Bogey is questionable. Kevin Herter is questionable. And, you know, we know Trey Young isn't 100%, although he did play and he's expected to play tonight. But will he play on a back-to-back? So definitely stay tuned uh, for that. Um, you know, Capella's expensive, but I could see that, you know, him paying – his price tag possibly tonight against Vuk. Vuk's not a great defender, uh, but he will draw Capella away from the basket, which could cause him to miss a few rebounds. So not a lock play, but a guy that I'm considering. Um, you know, on the Chicago side, not really jumping out of my seat uh, for anybody here. I think that, uh, you know, with Levine out, it's Kobe's been a decent play. And he's a decent play tonight, especially if he's getting Trey Young defense. Um, so, you know, we could go there. His price isn't too bad. Um, but they are getting, you know, good stuff from Tice and Vuk and, uh, you know, some guys off the bench, uh, have done very well also. So, uh, let's, uh, not a game I'm going to focus on, but one I want to keep my eyes on the news. All right, next up, we have uh, Miami and Cleveland. Miami on the first night of a back-to-back and Cleveland on the second night of a back-to-back. We've got a double-digit spread here, which is a little concern, 11.5 favorite for Miami. The the, the total is only 208.5, though, so I hate when it's double-digit and then a low total like that. That's usually a very big stay-away sign. Then to add to that, 29th and 24th in pace. No, thank you. Defensively, Miami is fifth. They're very solid. Uh, that, you know, again, a reason to steer from the game. But Cleveland's 23rd. So the question is, is Miami going to have, um, you know, be able to take advantage of that? And can Cleveland, Cleveland keep it close enough? I personally don't like this game at all. I think Miami uh, could just be a smash here. Um, we know Oladipo's getting closer, by the way. I read something that he could be back this week, so that'll give them a help down the road. Tyler Hero is out, by the way, and Gabe Vincent is probable. So they're, you know, they're in pretty good shape. They got their regular uh, squad there. I think they could absolutely roll, roll Cleveland here, and they do play a lot of guys uh, when they roll somebody, and they have a game tomorrow night. So my best advice without even going into Cleveland here, it's just not worth it, uh, pass this game. This is probably the most, uh, you know, bustable game here. That if you play anybody, even a one-off isn't safe. So uh, I'm moving on. All right, next game on the board here is uh, the New Orleans Pelicans at 28-35, and 35, Minnesota Timberwolves at 20-44. and 44. 
We have the Pelicans, a four-point favorite, and a big fat 238 total. You got to love a 238 number. Pace, 12th and 4th, respectively. Loving that. And then here's a nice little cherry on the top of the Sunday. 27th and 28th defensively. I mean, that's bad. So let's talk about the stack possibilities in this game. This is a game that we I think is going to be maybe one of the two most key games uh, on the board. Uh, on the, the New Orleans side, we know that the big fella Adams is out. So do you dial up Willie Hernan Gomez as a value play? Very possibly, especially since Cat is not a good defender. Um, we do need the news, though, uh, you know, on who else is, is in and out because Jackson Hayes is a lot more, uh, he's much more quick. He can get out there and get Cat at the three-point line. So it's a very good possibility that Hayes, gets as much or more of a run than Hernan Gomez. So that that's an important factor. It's just not a plug-and-play Hernan Gomez as the value center. I do think he'll still start, but we got to follow that news because that's a key uh, element to this game. Lonzo Ball, uh, you know, possibly in play here. Uh, and then, of course, the two studs, Ingram and Williamson. I think it's important to have one of the two guys in this matchup that's going to be high-powered and high-scoring. you know, We know that the Pelicans have lost a lot of depth to injury, uh, you know, with Hart and uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker and those guys being out for an extended period of time. So they do get big runs. So uh, for me, it's going to be, is it Ingram or Williamson? I will have exposure to one of them. Then on the other side of the ball, uh, you know, you've got, I think, two studs as well that you can look at. And believe it or not, I'm not going to say cat because I have some other centers I'm looking at. His price is stupendously high. But the two studs I'm talking about are D'Angelo Russell. Although he's still coming off the bench, he's getting 29 to 32 minutes and probably more uh, in a close game. If this is a high-scoring close game, he'll, he'll be in there to finish it. And then, of course, Anthony Edwards. He's been wonderful lately. I mean, he's just been scoring the ball in stretches. He got off to a bad start the last game I uh, rostered him, and then he just went berserk. He had like 17 straight in the third quarter, and uh, he is an explosive young man, 19 years old, ridiculous. So I do like, I'm going to spend some money, and I do like some of the, the big fellas here. Not going to totally unload the, the Brinks truck and go Ingram, Williamson, and Russell uh, Edwards, but I will be, it, definitely taking one of each of those so that I have strong representation from this game and then possibly a value play as well. So a key game, key game. Okay, let's move on to the next one. It is, um, where are we at? It is 8 o'clock, Indiana and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, this one is a pretty big number as well. It is uh, Indiana by 6.5. 233 is the over-under, so you got to love that. Pace, phenomenal, fifth and seventh. Uh, defense, slightly below average for OKC at 21, and Indiana's right at 14, but with all their injuries, you know, their, their numbers have been going down. Uh, not much news on Indiana. Uh, you might want to get a cup of coffee and, and a bagel by the time I read this uh, Indiana news, but Goga questionable. Sampson out. 
Sabonis questionable, Brogdon is questionable, Lamb is questionable, and uh, Turner we know is already out. So other than that, not much news that will change with Oklahoma City. You should feel real comfortable with that lineup. But let's just, you know, I'm not going to go deep on this one because we need the news. But I will say that the guys for me that stand out are Karis LeVert, if this game stays close. He's just such a stud. Brogdon, if he plays, has been playing phenomenal basketball. He's very playable. The cheaper side, the two guys that have just kept paying off every time except once with Sumner but he's been solid Edmund Sumner and O'Shea Brissett uh Brissett's been a just lifesaver in a lot of these slates because his price has been good but it has gone up 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 and he is pretty expensive here but if all those guys are out I am not gonna stop the Brissett uh, train here because he's been that good so you know let's see what the news is it could be a complete shift of guys there. If some of these guys are in without minutes restrictions, then they're going to be playable as well. So definitely stay tuned for that one. Uh, the big news on the Thunder side is Dort is out. So they're pretty much playing Dort every other game, trying to save him up, I guess. Uh, you know, make sure he stays healthy better than shutting him down completely. Uh, with Dort out, it does open some things up and make a few guys playable here. Uh, Pokasheski, you know, has been uh, okay, but usually gets a, a bump in minutes and usage when Dort's out. The guy that I've been playing a lot, but he's gone up in price, is Darius Baisley. He's been very steady. Um, those are two guys you can look at. Um, Maladone, I guess, is is an okay play if Brogdon sits, but because Brogdon's D is pretty tough. And after that, I don't think you have to go any deeper on a ten-game slate. So. Let's check the news, see if we can get one off uh, from each side there uh, would be ideal. Okay, this is the, there's three games left and, uh, or is, yes, three games left. And we have an interesting one here. We have the nine o'clock game, so it's not the after hours game, but it does sit alone. So there'll be a lot of eyes on this one. And it's the Washington Wizards against my Dallas Mavericks. So very interesting game here. Uh, Dallas is a five and a half point favorite, which is a little surprising to me, considering Washington's won, I think, 10 of 11 or something ridiculous, or nine of 10. And uh, Dallas is on the first night of a back to back, which is a concern because Carlisle's a mini pop. You never know what he's going to do. Washington's on the second night of a back to back, but Scott Brooks has been. Uh, you know, doing a little Tom Thibodeau lately. You know, Washington needs every win uh, they can get to get into the playoffs, and they're getting a lot of them, but there's still five games. Even with that winning streak, they're 29 and 34. That's how far behind they were. And the fact that they're in that 10th spot to be in the playing game is sort of uh, amazing. I'm happy for Wizards fans because they've been so bad for so long. But second night of a back to back, you know, Russ has been. Basically, you know, Superman, uh, superhero, whatever. He's been incredible. He's been playing a lot of minutes on the on the back to back. So I'm not sure, you know, if that's a deterrent or not. Uh, the only problem is there's a couple things here. Uh, first of all, Washington's first in pace, so great pace up game for Dallas. But Dallas is 25th and playing slower all the time. And that is a concern for spending all the money to pay up for Washington. 
Uh, on the defensive side, that's the thing that's made everybody talks Washington scoring. It's it's Westbrook and Beal that are doing it. It's their defense. They're up to 17th defensively, which is phenomenal. They were 29th buried uh, a month ago, three weeks ago. And every day they seem to move up a spot, move up a spot. They're almost to the middle of the pack. Uh, Dallas is 18th. They haven't been phenomenal uh, defensively. But we do know that Luke is in. That's been announced already. Porzingis and Kleba are questionable. Big news there. That determines the rotation for Dallas. Uh, it, it changed the defensive presence for Dallas. So we need that news uh, on those guys. Usually KP, when he you know uh, gets a hangnail, you can anticipate he'll be out 10 to 14 days. So I'm not expecting him uh, you know, now to, to, to trim the nail and, and play the game. Let's just say that. So anyway, uh, a little Mavericks uh, negativism there, sorry. Uh, but Kleba's important too. Kleba's a, a, an important entity for the Mavs defensively. He's their best interior defender, and they stink with interior defense. The sad thing is, I you know, usually one of my first plays every every slate is the center against the Mavericks. Well, I can't play Len uh, Lopez and my man Gafford. I mean, it's it's just such a, a stupid headache to have. Uh, Gafford should be the guy, but it is what it is. I'm not playing Alex Len. I'm not falling for that. I've done it twice this season, and you know, you're not supposed to get fooled by something twice like that. So. Len is so historically known for 40-point fantasy game, five-point fantasy game. So you see you, Mr. Len. I, you're not getting my, uh, ruining my night tonight. Even if you do well, I don't care. I don't want you. So I'm not going to play those bigs. The guy that I do like a little bit against Dallas is Hashimura, especially if Kleba sits, because he can post up a little bit, finish some at the hoop, draw the guy out, make a few shots. And I love his minutes. He's looking good and his price is right. So Hashimura is in play. I've played Westbrook like so many times in a row, it's not even funny. And, uh, you know, Richardson's back and I believe Richardson will guard him. So I actually like Beal a little bit better than Westbrook today. That's the first time for me. It's just, I think that the tougher matchup will be on Beal you know, if it's Hardaway or someone, uh, Brunson or something, I think Beal's going to have uh, a good game. Although when Brunson comes in off the bench, uh, he'll probably go to Westbrook and then the whoever's in on the second team may switch to Beal. But it, it looks like a Beal game and there's a lot of savings from Westbrook to Beal uh, as well. So I do expect this game to be high scoring. Um you know, Luca's issue with his elbow or whatever, I'm, I'm sure he's fine. You know, Dallas needs, uh, needs the victory, uh, but I'm not, I don't believe I'm going to pay up for Luca just because he did miss the last game. It's the first night of a back-to-back. -back. I don't completely trust Carlisle. And like I say, in the last, you know, month, Washington has been, I, I don't believe I'm saying this, but it's true. They've been like 10th in the whole league in defense. So, you know, that is a concern as well. Um, so I'm not going to have as much exposure here. I think this game's going to get a ton of ownership, though. Uh, but I do like some, you know, some pieces, maybe a Hashimura or a Beal. Uh, and then not sure I'm going with anything on the Dallas side. 
until I hear that news about Porzingis and Cleva. All right, we're going to go to the after-hours slate, the two games. We're not playing around today, man. We're going through this. I also have to give, I promised I'd give my Kentucky Derby picks. I've been known to dabble in the horses for, for a few times through the years. So I will announce my Derby picks right here at the end of this podcast. Hopefully that will uh, help somebody with a little surprise bonus there if you're playing the Derby. Um, all right, we have two, two 10 o'clock Eastern games. The first one is Denver and the Clippers. We've got the Nuggets at 42 and 21, the Clippers at 43 and 21. So two teams neck and neck. Uh, it is Clippers minus four and a half, 222 and a half is the over-under. Two super slow teams, so that's the concern, 26 and 27. So you can't get much slower than that. Defensively, they're average and better than average, 15th and 10th, another negative sign. Uh, we don't know if Kawhi's playing. That changes everything in the game, of course. He's questionable now. The only news that we know for sure is that Beverly's still out, Abaka and Coffee are still out, and um, uh, Morris and Barton are still out for Denver. But, you know, the question is, does this game play at a, a you know high enough pace um and i'm very very concerned about that if Kawhi sits you could go to a paul george it's worked out in the past uh pretty consistently marcus morris becomes in play if Kawhi's in it sort of washes out the clippers stuff for me and on the denver side i mean the joker's always playable i mean if if that's going to be your huge spend up but if you've noticed as I've gone through this slate, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to go with Westbrook, Luca, or or the Joker today. I'm going to really try for the first time in a long time to not go stars and scrubs unless news breaks this afternoon that forces you that way. I mean, sometimes you have to do it. But I want to try to get more of a medium to medium high build. And instead of trying to get a guy with 80 and then a guy with you know, 20, I let's, let's try for two guys that are going to get me 50 plus. So that's the goal right now, unless the news shifts me differently. So not a, a lot of exposure in this game, possibly one off for sure. If Kawhi sits, all right, we're wrapping it up. The last 10 o'clock game is the Toronto Raptors at 26 and 37 against the Utah jazz at 45 and 18. We know that there's injury news here. Big thing for Utah is Conley's going to be back. Um, you know, he's been sitting one night of the, the uh, back-to-backs he sat yesterday. So he'll be in full, uh, full gear and rested in this one. Um, we also have uh, Donovan uh, Mitchell actually making the, the list as questionable to doubtful. But we need to, we need to hear... Uh, for sure what the situation is there. I anticipate he's out. Uh, that, you know, there was a, a long period he was supposed to be out. So I would say scratch him for now, keep him off that list, uh, and Conley's back. For Toronto, Boucher, Lowry, Trent, and Watson all out. So that changes things uh, quite a bit for their rotation. Certainly brings Van Vliet into play. Uh, the question is, who's going to guard him? 
Uh, it's going to more than likely be Conley with him coming back. Uh, you know, there are some value plays. Kim Birch has been terrific, but it's Gobert. But it is a back-to-back, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Malachi Flynn's gone up in price some, but he's done well uh, when Lowry or Van Vliet are out generally. Um, and then on the Utah side, you know, Codley certainly playable. He doesn't have much of a limits cap at all, if any, when he comes back from sitting out these uh, back-to-backs. Uh, Joe Ingles, Bogdanovich could be decent plays. Uh, and Gobert, if he plays a full run, but the question is, will will he play the full uh, run? And he's expensive. So not my favorite game. Uh, this after after hour slate is going to be very challenging for me because I don't like the, the late two games. Uh, you know, for our members, I can tell you now, this could be my first two and a half crowns game, three at the most, because uh, I just, you know, I'm not going to have much exposure to these two late games in the main slate which makes it a little bit tougher. How about a lot tougher to ratchet up a, a strong uh, after-hour slate? But I'm going to be working on it, and we know news breaks throughout the day, so we'll see how that goes. All right, a couple of things real quickly here. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, please click the thumbs up, the subscribe button. We're getting very close to a, a, an important goal for us with subs on YouTube. Would love to have you subscribe to us there. I looked at some of the analytics of YouTube and only about a third of our daily viewers actually subscribe. So please take that extra step, click the subscribe, and then hit the little alert button up in the top corner. That'll let you know as soon as our podcast posts. Uh, and, you know, we have seven-day-a-week NBA podcast. We have a PGA podcast. And coming up next month, we're going to be adding some MLB podcasts as well. And then, you know, when NFL comes around, uh, you will also have all of their podcasts for us. Um, one thing, when you become a member of Coach Talk, you get everything we've got. We're not, you know, you have to pay this much for basketball, this much for baseball, on and on. You become a member, you're part of the family, you're in our main chat, you get all of our lineups, everything we provide, all of our sports. And we don't mess around with silly sports like, you know, skydiving and cross-country skiing dart throwing. I've seen some interesting ones, especially during COVID. We we do the sports where we're pros. We're spending 24-7 after them, and it's baseball, football, basketball, and golf. So you're going to get those year-round with us. We'd love to have you join us. <clears throat> and all you got to do is go to dfscoachtalk.com. In about 20 minutes, we have a, a weekly meeting that we do at noon Eastern every week. Today, we're going to be talking about contest selection, so there's still time to jump into that. We're going to record it, so if you do join this afternoon, uh, you can check that out. So, really appreciate it. All right, I'm going to give you my Kentucky Derby picks as a bonus, the old coach, and I'm not giving you Chalk City here, okay? I'm going to give you my top four finishers, and I'll tell you what their odds are, my my. From post 17, I like highly motivated at 10 to 1. So there you go. That's coach's winner. Uh, second, I like from post number 14. Uh, he's, I think he's going to be tough. He may go off the favorite or second choice, and that's essential quality. He's right now a 2 to 1. 
he probably will be go will go up. I like him in uh, definitely in the uh, exacta play. And then the third and fourth, I'll give you. They could make uh, box car tickets, and I'm going for it here. And I think they have a chance to at least be in the money. Helium number twelve at fifty to one. And then this one you're going to laugh at, but I think he can close late. Bourbonic number twenty. Very tough to win from the twenty hole. But he's a dead closer. He he just needs to get down to the rail and sit and wait anyway. He's 30 to 1. So there you go. No chalk from the coach. You've got a nice 10 to 1 winner, 2 to 1 second, and, and 50 and 30 to 1 third and fourth. So hopefully some of those come in somewhere for you. Uh, I would uh, I'd love to hear some stories if you guys can take some stuff down. Uh, but join us. Uh, we, we'd really love to have you. And uh, I will certainly be back here again tomorrow. I'm going solo on Saturdays and Sundays on the pod. And we will review the entire slate uh, each, each day. So if you have any questions, post them here in YouTube. And uh, if you're watching us uh, on any or listening, not watching, uh, on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeart, Stitcher, Podbean, all the different outlets for podcasting, uh, please take a second, give us a five stars, a thumbs up, a quick comment. All of that stuff helps us on all of those entities uh, to move up the algorithm and get uh, the listens out there to more people. So really appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in today. Have a phenomenal Saturday, May 1st, and uh, hopefully you have some huge NBA caches and even a couple bucks on the ponies. So appreciate you. Talk to you tomorrow. We'll be back again as we look to crush it in DFS and horses.